Everybody's talking about funnels, but what exactly are they? Why are they important? And what impact can they have on your business? Let's take a deep dive into funnels on this episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast with Neil Schaefer, where I help marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow their businesses using innovative marketing techniques, leveraging the concept of digital influence throughout digital and social media. Hey everybody, Neil Schaefer. Welcome to episode number 205 of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. For those of you that are relatively newer to this podcast, I am a digital marketing consultant, speaker, author, and really I like to use this podcast as a way for me to share my advice, the inspiration that I get often from helping clients as well as my community, which you're gonna hear about more in this episode, and really trying to provide you advice to help you not only maximize your social influence, but really your digital influence to really help you leverage everything there is you can do in digital marketing to help you grow your business, often with this unique perspective of influence. So with that in mind, and that introduction aside, today's episode is going to be about funnels. Now, the topic, and I think a lot of topics going forward as I continue to help a lot of clients I now have a new client base, which is from my own community, which, thanks to your help, successfully launched on April 1st, the Digital First Group Coaching Membership Community. It's part group coaching. It's almost part mastermind looking at the members that we have. And I know that a lot of you podcast listeners have actually joined the community, and I'm really thankful for that. So the community now, I have more people that I want to ensure are successful, and therefore that provides new content uh, new inspiration to allow me to serve you through this podcast. So with that in mind, one of the topics, now I said we just launched April 1st, and by the way, if you're interested, go to neilshafer.com slash membership. There is an application process. I do accept people on a rolling monthly basis. So if you miss the last month, you might be able to get in the next month. I really do it because, like I said, I just launched April 1st, and I really want to make sure that we have a strong footing, a strong infrastructure, a strong way of doing things to over-support our current members before bringing on new members. But that being said, the earlier you get in, really the, the better support you're going to get because there's fewer people. It's just a natural, you know, we look at universities with student-teacher ratio. Although I am pretty confident going forward that with the members we have, it's going to allow all of us to scale as we begin to help each other. So with that in mind, I want to talk about funnels. Funnels, I think, are extremely misunderstood in marketing. And I use funnels as an analogy for a lot of different things. I'm currently working on an ebook, which is going to be a preview of my next book, which I've told you on this podcast is called Digital First. So this ebook will hopefully be out in the next few weeks. I'm really excited about it. I'm in the final editing stages before moving on to the graphic design. And in it, I actually have two different images of funnels that I use that I'm going to explain here. But before I get to that, I once had a client and I was helping them with their digital marketing. And they said, oh, you know, I just got to try to click funnels. It looks like I have everything I need to do. And click funnels 
is the first product. And by the way, apparently, according to this article of in Forbes of 2017, Russell Brunson, the founder, he's written a few good books, founder of ClickFunnels, that business is our, was worth $360 million back in May of 2017. Wouldn't surprise me if that is worth over a billion dollars now. And the reason is it automates everything. It's like, here are funnels, take one of these, edit out the copy, and boom, you have your own marketing automation funnel system. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that might be fitting for a lot of people. But I think that a lot of people think that funnels are the answer. Funnel is a framework. Funnel is a way of getting people introduced to your company, of helping them build like, know, and trust, of hopefully converting them on something, and then using a lot of marketing automation, doing various upsells or resales or, or what have you. So in terms of a tool that all it does is just that, ClickFunnels is obviously a great tool. And I don't want to, I know many have been successful using it as well. I have nothing negative to say about that tool, but I do think that a lot of people don't really think about funnels before they start using a tool because really the tool should serve your funnel, not the other way around. And I think by the end of this podcast, you're going to understand a little bit more what I'm talking about. I also want to address, sometimes I get you know messages from people like LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, like, hey, Neil, a lot of them come not from the United States, from around the world. They could come from any country, but, you know, hey, I, I've been doing this like social media thing for a few months. I haven't really made any money. What should I do? And... I always say, well, do you have a product, right? And that, that is going to be a topic of another podcast. Like, what is your product or service? If you don't have a product or service, then you can't create a funnel. The whole idea of a funnel is you're trying to get people to convert to something, right? Now, I suppose if you're a nonprofit, you get people to convert to becoming an advocate or, or someone that donates, right? That's, it's still a conversion, right? But if you don't have that product or service, like I said, and this is the interesting thing, is that I never really had a B2C product or service before this community. So, you know, you could spend money on ads, but what's the conversion for me, right? It's primarily B2B speaking consulting up until now. And it's a very, very niche thing to try to run ads for, as you can imagine. So with the community now, I have something that I could run ads for because there is a conversion point and there is going to be money associated with that. And I can begin to see the cost per conversion my ROAS or the ROI per ad spend and really go from there and scale things. But until we get there, we need to have a product or service, obviously, and then we need to consider the funnel. Now, my early days of looking at a funnel really began with looking at a pipeline. This is, for those of you that know me, I have a B2B sales background. So we have the concept of pipelines. But it's, in some ways, it's sort of similar. Now, sales is one-to-one, Marketing is one-to-many, fundamentally speaking. PR is also one-to-one, and that's why a one-to-one marketing like influencer marketing begins to be sort of a quasi-PR, quasi-marketing operation. I'm sort of digressing there. But if we get back to what I was talking about in terms of the pipeline, it's this notion that, first of all, you know, I had to reach out to dozens of people before I would get someone that would be interested in meeting me. And this is back in where we actually physically met people back in Japan back in the day in order to generate a lead. And obviously from there, some of those people that I met might be interested in the semiconductors or software that I was selling at the time. So what is the next step in that journey, that, that buyer's journey? Well, the next step is they're now interested in my company 
and they have already sort of vetted that the solution I have might fit their needs, the next step was obviously, well, I should say usually, a technical checkpoint. Technically, could they use the product? It might be a demo. It might be like a free 30-day evaluation of our software. It might be sending them to our headquarters. At the time, it was in Ottawa, Canada for, for the last company, SPL, that I worked at. A lot of different things, but there was always a technical checkpoint. And sometimes in parallel, sometimes after the technical checkpoint, there was the commercial checkpoint, and then there was the legal checkpoint. And I'll tell you, I've nego I negotiated with some Fortune 500 companies, and we agreed on the technical and on the commercial, but we couldn't agree on the legal, and we had to walk away from some business. But that happens. But you see, with this with, with a funnel, now I know this is a pipeline, right, where you're, you're looking at like 100 different deals that you're trying to close, and you're trying to push each one of them forward towards closing, but at the same point, it's sort of like a funnel. You you start with a lot at the top and it gets less and less and less as you go down. And after we get go through the legals, then it's just a matter of, you know, timing, budget. I'll never forget, we had one six-figure contract that was canceled because of hurricanes or tsunamis in Japan. And I'm not talking about the Fukushima ones, but other ones, just stuff happens. They change management, they get bought out and then boom, the deal's the deal's lost. <laughs> uh, this happens in B2B sales. Uh, a lot of, uh, man, a lot of, you know, stories that I could tell you the next time we have a chance to meet in person after this whole coronavirus nonsense is over with. But anyway, uh, I, I digress quite a bit right now. But it, it's really, you know, from my perspective, the same concept. So when we look at funnels, we look at the traditional marketing definition of a funnel. And if you were to look it up in the internet, it's often the ADA model, Right. Attention, interest, desire, action. The whole idea is that, hey, nobody knows about you. You got to get their attention. And in the past, that was done through a lot of money on TV and radio, magazine, newspaper. A lot of that money now is being done on Google, social media, and working with influencers. But it's the same idea. Unless people know you, unless you have what is called brand awareness around your products and services, no one is going to buy from you. That's the top of the funnel, traditionally speaking. Then we want to get people that are interested in doing business with us. And then there has to be this desire that there's an interest, but is there's are, are they actually going to buy from us? Can we get them one step closer to pulling the trigger on buying from us? And then obviously the action of them actually buying from us. Now, there's all sorts of different variations of this funnel that are out there, but in the simplest form, that is the way we want to think about it. Okay, so how does this translate into what I call digital first marketing and what I'm going to be talking about today. And it translates in an interesting way from my perspective. Now, when I look at digital marketing, it is still based on what we've been talking about, this notion of a funnel, right? You got to get people to know you. At, at the top of the funnel, therefore, you have the general public, right? And the idea is that you want everyone in the general public to know you. It's like my uh, good friend who ran for mayor of San Francisco. He unfortunately lost, currently a California state assemblyman. But, you know, he's like, Neil, I want everyone to follow me on Twitter. I want every like San Francisco resident to follow me on Twitter. And that should be, you know, you want all of your targeted, relevant potential customers to find you, to follow you. And the way that happens digitally today is that there's only two different ways it happens. They're either going to find you through a search engine, normally Google, or they're gonna find you on social media. Now, I mean, they could find you through an advertisement as well, and you could still do that. But here's the thing, advertisements 
can help move people from one stage of the funnel to another stage. You could also use them for general brand awareness, but the lesser people know about you, the less effective that paid advertising might be. Paid advertising works best when it is done to people that already know you. That's why we talk about retargeting being so effective because you're already repeatedly touching the people that already have some sort of no like, and trust. They already have interest. They already have awareness. They already have some desire and we're really trying to push them towards action. Real easy way to think about it. So here in, in my digital first, and I have this, this image that'll appear in this first free ebook when it comes out called the funnel of digital relationships. When we want the general public to know about us in digital first marketing, it comes down to search and social. And right now we're still just talking organic, right? I mean, it could be paid social. It could be paid search through displayed advertising as well. The free ways of doing this, obviously, is organic social and organic search through blogging content creation on your website. But that's how people get to know us. Well, now that you know they get to know us, what do we do next? We need to build a relationship with them. We need to build like, know, and trust. Two ways of doing that, right? They find you on a Google search result. They go to your website, then they leave. No action taken. Man, there, there's no asset for your company when that happens. So what can we do? We need to get them to stick. Best way to do that, this is where email comes in, right? This is where somehow we work to get an email address from our visitors so that we can keep in better touch with them. Because they could find us in Google search, they may not find us again. They may find us in social, they may not find us again. Now we can get them to follow us in social media as well, which we should be doing. The problem is the way the algorithms work, we're just not going to be seen again in social media, even if they follow us. Now, I know it's different for different platforms and some have more organic impressions than others. I get it. But email really becomes critical here if you want people to get to know you better. So now you begin to build this funnel. Nobody knows you. Now you have email. Maybe they're following you on social. But now we have assets. So we can target people who are on our email list. We can target people that like and engage with us on social media. And we can also begin to build lookalike audiences. We can also target the people that are visiting our website. They come from search engines. And we can build lookalike audiences for any one of these to let the algorithms in the social networks best find people that might be interested in what we have. This is obviously the paid approach. We're still in the organic funnel though. So next up, we went from the general public those that know us now through email and social, we want to convert them to customers. Now, obviously, search does not play a role. Your website can play a really, really important role of trying to convert them. But it's really the emails that allow you to get the multiple touches that you need in order to be able to convert someone and to be able to respond really before they raise a technical objection, be able to mention that in an email and respond to it and let them know that it's okay or commercial objection. Talk about it in your emails, create sequences, use marketing automation and bring people closer and closer to becoming a customer. Social media can be used for that as well, especially paid social media with, with promotional events. But either way, there is a way to use that to help convert people. Although I think email is really gonna be the best way to help convert people into becoming customers. And then the final stage that most people forget about in the funnel is the advocate stage. This is where, for those of you that read The Age of Influence, we try to convert 
our customers into becoming our advocates. We try to convert influencers into becoming our advocates. And we try to convert advocates into becoming more influential, for lack of a better analogy here. These sort of all work together. And that to me is the funnel of digital relationships. For me, digital first marketing, there's a anomaly in the wording. You think digital is actually digital, right? But I believe that digital first marketing requires more analog relationship building to be successful going forward. And every step here, whether it's email, whether it's social, or even search engines, we are digitally building a relationship with people that we need to continue to build upon in order to convert them to becoming a customer. That, in a nutshell, is the funnel. Now, depending on where you are, if you have a robust list of email subscribers, of fans, of engagers, of website visitors, I think it becomes a lot more easier to accelerate people through stages of the funnel, through advertising. But then again, what advertising will help you do that the best? What promotional things will help you move people through the funnel? For my own business, I never really had a funnel until I developed this community product. And it was really interesting seeing how, just like I'm teaching you all here, I believe that email was the killer differentiator. We do weekly group coaching calls in the Digital First community. And on the call today, a, a podcaster was saying, should I should I have a blog? And, and he was selling, and he still is selling, informational products and how small businesses can launch their own podcasts. And I said, well, wh- where do they buy the product? Where do they find out more about you so that they can trust you? It will normally happen on a website. And case in point, those of you that are, and I know you heard me talk about this, so apologies for repeating myself, but those that are listening that were on that call this morning know that... You know, you were able to subscribe to my Digital First membership community from my podcast because I had a website with a link leading to how you could apply and then another link leading to how you can pay and another link leading to the actual community itself. So this is where, you know, your digital gateway becomes your website, for lack of a better word. And it, email becomes integral part of how you build this funnel. So there are many ways of building funnels. What I talked about here is the organic. I think what we see a lot these days is a lot of paid funnels. So one of the most popular techniques is to use video ads. Video ads on Facebook especially can be very, very inexpensive, like one to five cents per view. And I'm talking about through play, true views, you know, 15 second views. And we can now retarget those people that saw the video. So you have some people creating intricate funnels from a paid media perspective of once people see the first video, they retarget those people to send them to a second video. And those that successfully saw that, they retarget it and then go to a third video. We see funnels where people almost convert, but they don't convert. Then therefore we retarget them with the abandoned cart emails or similar types of retargeting ads in social media on Facebook where we can retarget people that viewed their cart, for instance, or abandoned their cart. Similar thing to these abandoned uh, cart emails. So it really comes down to your products and services. What value are you going to add where and who? And constructing everything you do with your marketing as at what stage are we trying to help people through the funnel? What are we doing to try to help them? So that's why a lot of people say, hey, if you're just going to do a Facebook live cam- like campaign, you better have a strategy behind it. And they're right because that may not necessarily generate the same like, no one trust than seeing a video of you 
or providing an ebook for people to download or giving them even a 10% coupon, which is a popular lead magnet that people use. Some, some way to get people subscribed to your email so that you can begin having that conversation with them. And that, my friends, I think is really the easiest way to look at funnels. It Sometimes it sounds like, hey, you know, I'll just buy ClickFunnels. And for others, it can be very, very confusing. But I hope that this gives you more thought. Whatever product or service you have, you really want to think this through. What are the different touch points? What are the different ways, especially with paid media? What are the different ways in which we can retarget people that have brand affinity for us. That's really the way we want to think about it. So I'm going to keep today's episode a little bit more brief. I think the subject actually is a little bit more simpler than maybe some of the subjects I might talk about, although we could go further on funnels. But I'm hoping that that gives you all sort of the right mindset when it comes to funnels. So it's not a tool. It is a process and a process that has to be personalized and customized, not only for your products and services, not only your target, you know, avatars or target personas or customers, but also the value that you can continue to provide them to get additional touches to help move them through in sales, what we would call the pipeline. And obviously here in marketing, what we are calling the funnel. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I would really appreciate if you had a minute to spare I know that there's way more people that listen to this podcast than the number of ratings I have, at least on Apple. So whatever app you listen to on, I'd really appreciate just a quick five or 10 seconds to introduce this podcast to others through a review. It really is what fuels sort of the algorithms that we have on Apple and the other podcast players. It would just be a tremendous help. And I would really be appreciative if you could spend your precious time to do that on my behalf. I also, as usual, want to thank those people around the world that listen to this podcast. This podcast is always ranked better in countries outside of the United States than in the United States. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. I'm very proud of the international uh, community that I built. Uh, I want to thank those in Great Britain, in Germany, Spain, Japan, New Zealand, I also see India, Brazil, China, and we have been doing better in the United States charts as well. So, you know, not only people in those countries, but especially people in those countries, uh, I know that you're listening a lot to this podcast and help driving it up the rankings in the marketing channel for Apple Podcasts. I wanted to thank you very, very much. And once again, if you're looking for some accountability, some feedback, some training, access to myself, a little bit of help when you don't know who to turn to vis-a-vis digital marketing, I really hope you'll check out my membership site, neilshafer.com slash membership. We'll put the links in the show notes as well. Until next time, my friends, make it a great virtual social day. Bye-bye, everybody, and sayonara.